You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hey, I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you had a fantastic week. You know, if you were thinking about or like wondering, like, you know what? I just really want to hear a Dvar Torah this week on Parshas Korach that somehow connects with Tzitzis and Ping Pong, then you've come to the right place. And I'll tell you why. Because personally, I love the game of Ping Pong. And I know, yeah, you're going to tell me it's really called table tennis. You know, and if you're getting really technical, some people actually call it whiff waff. Um, I actually never knew that until I Googled it today, but it's really called table tennis. And between me, you, and, you know, the fly on the wall, hold on one second, let me just grab it. Ah, Sorry. Got it. Um, So between me, you, and, well, I guess now that dead fly on the wall, no one calls it that. No one calls it table tennis, right? Everyone calls it ping pong. And I want to tell you something about this. During a tournament, for example, one of my greatest motivations to win is the following. I understand that if I lose, I'm going to have to suffer the terrible consequence of having to watch the next two opponents play. And let me tell you something about ping pong. In the realm of sports spectators, being a spectator of a ping pong match is by far the most painful. And if you're not sure what I mean by this, just watch one live ping pong game and you'll know exactly what I am talking about. As you watch the little white ball go back and forth, your delicate neck will be forced to turn left and then right, left and then right, so on and so forth, about a hundred times until the ball stops. When you wake up the next morning and can hardly move your neck, you now know why. Let's take a step back, though, and using this ping pong spectating analogy, as a lesson for us in our own lives. How often do we become spectators and keep turning our heads to watch this person and that person? How often do we neglect to feel confident in ourselves and instead focus on what others have? We are constantly looking at Yaakov and his athleticism, at Shimon and his amazing abilities, at David and his wonderful learning skills, at Aryeh and his successes. We wake up the next morning and we feel sore. No, not physically, but emotionally. We feel like everyone else has a perfect life, but not me. We look this way and that way, hither and tither. Yeah, I just wanted to say hither and tither. But we fail to look inwards and feel value within our own selves. The Baal HaTurim, one of my most favorite commentaries on the Torah. The Baal HaTurim points out how the Torah's discussion of tzitzis at the end of last week's Parsha is juxtaposed to the beginning of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Korach. Why is this? Why is this juxtaposition, this closeness, this smichus? Because it was regarding tzitzis that Korach disputed against Moshe Rabbeinu. The Shulchan Arach in Simon 8, Sif Zion, brings a fascinating halacha from the Gemara in Menachus 42a. He says, or the, the Gemara says, really, a person has to separate the loose strands of tzitzis from each other. The Mishnah Barua explains the reason for this is so that the tzitzis strings should not become tangled with each other. He then brings the Ariza, who says that the word tzitzis is actually an acronym for the following Tzadik Yafrid Tzitziosov Tamid. Right? Tzitzis. Tzadik Yafrid Tzitziosov Tamid. A righteous person constantly separates his tzitzis strings. We all know what tzitzis looks like. 
right? About a third of it is twisted and tied together. That's what makes up the knots and those strings around the julios. And the other two-thirds consist of what? The eight separate strings. We are told to make sure that those eight loose strands do not become entangled. Rather, each string should stand on its own. Each string has its place and should not infringe, yes pun intended, on one of the other strings. They should be separate. If you think about it, the designer that sits this, this is a fascinating idea. The design of the tzitzis can be likened to the Jewish people, right? Chazal, we know, say, Kol Yisrael Revim All the Jews are guarantors for one another. I'm not really sure what guarantors mean. I know what it means. It means we're responsible for one another. But what does the actual word Arevim mean? Like Arev and Shesi. Shesi and Arev. It means a weave. It means intertwined. It means a connection. All Jews are intertwined with each other. We all are deeply connected, twisted, and tied together. We're like the third, the one-third of the twisted part of the tzitzis. But then what happens? What happens to the tzitzis? It branches off separately. Each goes their own way. Each strand goes its own way. Each string has its own path. This too, my friends, is like the Jewish people. Although we are all connected at our core and serving the same God, this is what connects us. We all share a neshama to go even deeper. We each branch off separately. We each have our own lot in life, our own unique mission, a personal path. We each have a specific set of strengths and weaknesses that make us us. Perhaps the message of the Arizal can be understood as follows. A righteous person understands this. Tzadik Yafrid Tzitz Yosef Tamid. A righteous person understands the, this idea that what he has, meaning what Hashem gives him, is unique and precious to him. What he is good at and not good at is unique and special to him. Hashem assigned him a certain role and he must keep to that and not look at others hither and thither and be jealous of what they have and what he does not. This is where Korach was fundamentally mentally wrong. He figuratively did not, he wasn't Yafrid the Tzitzis. He did not separate the Tzitzis strands. He did not value his own self. Rather, he was spectating and jealous of Moshe and Aaron, of what they had and what he did not. He was entangled with the other strands instead of being separate and seeing his true uniqueness, greatness, and value. And one of the, this is a message we can take for us in our own lives, is to realize, yeah, we're all connected at our core. We're deeply connected, but we each have to branch off on our own and, and, and tackle our own unique mission with our own set of strengths and weaknesses and not chas v'shalom fall into the trap that Korach fell into and emir to Shem, Hashem should bless all of us um, and we should have a healthy, holy, and happy Shabbos.